Hello everyone and welcome to the bonus episode for episode 471 of Conversation Street. I am Michael. I'm Gemma. I'm Gemma. You're not going to be here I'm very not much. Relevant Gemma. Not relevant person. in the slightest of this discussion because <laughs> um, with this is an interview that we recorded a couple of days ago. Um, I was really, really chuffed to be able to get a chance to chat to Tanisha Gorey earlier this week who has been playing Asha for ooh, a jolly long time right now. It's 11, 12 years, I can't remember. But um, yeah, she has grown up on the cobbles uh, and it's not often that that happens, is it? So I was really, really excited to talk to her about um, just what Asha has become, often really. That that they grow up on the cobbles, but then not to stick around after into well, yeah, transitioning perhaps. into an adult character, which is what we think that's going to happen with. Yeah, her. I mean, she we we, we she talk gets kicked to death. We talk about the fact that um, for a long time, both of the twins were very much in the background. Um, and it has only been in the past couple of years that both of them, in particular Asher, I suppose, have um, come come to more prominence. So we, we chat all about that, about what it was like being a little kid on the soap, um, the, the skin lightening story, the sexting, and obviously all this stuff with um, the murder now. So, um, oh, what, what's that? What happened with the murder? You know, Seb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awkward. That big thing that happened. Yes. Um, so so she is that, you talk about that really, really lovely lady. And um, I'm, I'm going to stop jabbering on now and let you listen to it. Ladies and gentlemen, here's me introducing Kanisha Gori. Over the past few years, Asha Allahan has gone from one of the supporting roles on Coronation Street to being one of the rising young stars of the show, with actress Tanisha Gori proving what an asset she is to Corey in stories covering hard-hitting issues like skin lightening, sexting, and now, of course, Seb's murder. Today, she's joining me to chat about her time on the show over the past decade. Tanisha, thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Hi. Hiya, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I am okay. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you and and, uh, be able to chat properly after your award at Christmas. Oh, I know. It was a real shock. (laughs) (laughs) No, you earned it. You're doing awesomely at Coronation Street at the moment. Well done on all your recent success. It it kind of really feels like the Allahans are going through a bit of a renaissance at the moment with Asha at the heart of it. I know, yeah, I mean, she's trying to feel all important, but we can't forget that she's a twin, you know? (laughs) I know, I know, absolutely. I mean, she's still, she's risen to prominence quite a lot over the last few years, but I think a lot of Coronation Street fans might be surprised to hear that this is, what, your 12th year on the show, is it now? Yes, yeah, 12th year, literally over half of my life. Can you remember much of life before Corrie? How how old were you when you started? I was six Six. when I started, um, literally... I was in year three, you know. I was so young. I was just a little six-year-old Tanisha. Yeah. I don't remember much other than just running about in reception because that's all you do in those days. <laughs> but other than that, just the day that I got the part, really. How, how did you get the part? How did it come about? So, originally, I was a child model. So, you know, for like baby clothes, yeah. baby toys, you know, things like that. And the agency that I was with, um, they, they had obviously a casting for Coronation Street and, and they said to me, oh, I fit the role. Do I want to go for it? Mm. Obviously, I was six. I just had to read a few lines off a piece of paper. <laughs> um, and here we are 12 years later. <laughs> wow. Did, did you know much about, you know, what even Coronation Street was by then or, or how big it was? Definitely not. 
I mean, I had no idea what was going on. I was just showing up with people with big cameras taking pictures of me. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm in a room with Jimmy. And we're talking about Dora the Explorer. <laughs> then <laughs> I'm going to this massive workplace with people that I've got no idea. And it it was crazy. It yeah. was it was definitely an experience when I first started. But, I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm, mm. I mean, it must have been also nice to have had uh, Zenon along with you, who played Adi, of course. You, he, he was going through the same experience of you as you, I imagine. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Zenon's got a little brother as well. He's got two years younger than him. Mm. Um, but no, yeah, it was great. I mean, because obviously, because we are twins, wherever he is, I am, wherever I am, he is. Yeah. So it was now going into it and this whole new world, but you've got someone else to do it with. Mm. You know, it, it made it that little bit that little bit easier because we had no idea what we were walking into. Did, did it feel like a job or was it just, you know, something fun? Or did it feel like something fun you turned up to every now and then and said a few lines? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't call it work until about two years ago. Yeah, I I genuinely did not see it as a job whatsoever. It was just something that I felt so privileged to be doing. You know, mm. I'm going filming, never <laughs> I'm going to work sort of thing. Yeah, and it only like clicked in when I was about sixteen, seventeen because obviously everyone around me was getting jobs now, mm. and I was thinking, oh, yeah, I've already got a job. You know, like, I, I've had a job since I was six. Sort <laughs> <laughs> of thing. Did did you kind of feel the need to to start watching Coronation Street? You know, like keeping up with what was going on with Ash's family and neighbours when you weren't in it. Honestly, definitely not. <laughs> and I think I think it's because obviously there's so much going on with it. I mean, it just it's on three days a week. You mm. know, there's always so much going on, and I was just thinking there's just so much to keep up with, and you know they do refer quite a lot to say ten, twenty, thirty. 50 years ago, that happened so long ago. And I just didn't think I'd be able to keep up, so I just decided not to. I thought I'll split work from Mm. my own life and and that's that. But then about up until about 15 maybe, and that's when I started watching it and really getting into it because Mm. when I was 16, I then moved up to the adult green room, (laughs) up a little step up. So obviously I felt like I needed to be able to talk to people and stuff and you know, congratulate people as well on what they're doing. I, I don't want to say well done for for playing such a part without actually watching it. Mm. Like, so there's that that sort of side to it as well. Yeah, I suppose when you were little as well. I mean, Coronation Street isn't. There's lots of, you know, sex and murder and drugs and things, which maybe you know, six year old Tanisha probably shouldn't have been really exposed to. Definitely not. I mean, cheating. You've got guns on the street you've got everything haven't you yeah yeah so tell me about your relationship with some of the older cast members then you know did the likes of jimmy and shobner and patty start to feel like real parent figures to you well yeah because i think everyone seems to forget how much mary was there for the Mm. twins you know they were she she became the mother figure when they lost the mum and jimmy 100 percent. i say this in you know even when i have, have interviews i say it all the time Jimmy's always been there for us, you know. He mm. he's a father figure to me, and if I need anything, straight to Jimmy. You know, I've I've got a, a phone call off him the other day just to say how proud he was, you know, of me of, of the upcoming storyline and stuff, yeah. which obviously is really really lovely. Um, yeah, always there to help uh, and pat it off. Oh, what a sweetheart! Mm. She's so cute. She's so sweet, and everyone everyone thinks she's like the character, which is surreal because everybody thinks that about every character yeah i'm thinking no she she's a different person she does have a life of her own believe it or not you know <laughs> but no yeah i'm showing her as well i didn't really get much time with her mm. you know obviously um because of the fire but 
Whitney and I did work with her, you know, it was brill. It, it was it was great. Yeah, 100%. They're all great. Yeah. yeah. Was it weird at all? Do you remember when um, when it was announced that Shobna was going to be leaving? Did it did it feel odd to feel like, you know, that the mother figure uh, is leaving? You know what? I don't even think we got told. I think it was genuinely just, a, oh, we've got these scenes and there's going to be a fire and there's there's going to be all this carnage and your mum, your mum's dying, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, I was so young. When, when was it? 20... 13, 14, maybe? Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, I was still quite young. You know, I'd only been in yeah. it a couple of years and... And back then, we were not in it all the time either. It's mm. just a quick, bye, mum. Running yeah. upstairs, something or just running away from someone. Yeah. So, yeah, so when it actually came to filming it, that's when it was a bit, oh, well, she's not coming back. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you still had Jimmy, didn't you? And yeah, Patty, obviously. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned about, you know, lots of people always think that the actors are like the characters and they find it hard to separate them sometimes. But, I mean, is, is Jimmy anything like that in real life? Because he is pretty larger than life playing Dev on the show, isn't he? Is there, like, no, a little no. bit of Jimmy in there? He is very much like his character. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, he can be, you know, he's very fun. You know he's there. Yeah. You know he is there when he... His presence from around the corner absolutely rolls in before he even steps in. And, but you know, I mean, we've, we've recently started seeing quite a serious side of, of Deb, you mm. know, obviously when Ash is up to absolute mischief. So, but other than that, he's very much like his character. He's very fun. He's very, you know, bouncy. He's, he's all over the place, just talking to everyone. But what more could you want, really? I mean, mm. like you say, there's so much like murder and affairs and, and all this in, in Corrie. You want to going to work and feel something else because you're working all day in it mm, mm, yeah true true you mentioned earlier that um you know you, you and uh, asher and Ardu weren't in loads of coronation street in the early days i mean you average between like 10 and 30 episodes a year i think which this isn't isn't a lot on the grand scheme of things i mean was it was it easy for you to still have you know a normal life off of set yeah yeah 100% and i think um I think so obviously we were still in school, mm. so obviously, like, um, Corey had to be careful of that as well. They couldn't just be bringing me out all the time. Mm. But, you know, it was it was nice to feel like I'm a part of something like that. Like, like days when I'm out of school, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going filming, see you later, guys. <laughs> you know, or coming back, like, ha- having my pass with me. Oh, sorry, I forgot to take that off. You know, what <laughs> did you do? What did you do as a kid? You what know? did your friends think of you being on it? You know what, it... It was great. I mean, like I said, I was so young. There was only 30 of us in the class. No one really knew what it was. (laughs) And it was just, oh, she's not here today, you know, sort of thing. And it was, you know, like my friend, my my best friend at the time, her family um, had like a little mini party sort of thing. Mm. Like, so my first episode, they invited me around and they had like cake and stuff. And it was like a little banner and it was really nice. Oh, lovely. Yeah, but other than that, I didn't really speak about it to anyone. It, It wasn't really a... Mm. a conversation because no one knew what it was yeah when when you were taken out of school did did you have to do any like schooling at Corrie because I heard that they you know sometimes had tutors and stuff on set so um you only have a tutor if you're missing more than three hours of the school day okay yeah so um say I only had one scene one yeah. in the morning or one in the afternoon I'd go in for the other mm. you know but if, say, I had, like, three scenes, that would usually be a full day, and I'd get three hours tutoring on, like, well, in the tutoring room. Mm. But other than that, you know, if you're not having four days, then it's just pick up and pick out of school, really. It's yeah. not really that much of an issue. Mm, mm. Did you did you make friends with many of the other younger cast on the set while you were in? 
To be fair, no, not until um, recently, mm. very recently. I would say maybe like three years ago, and that was purely because we were, other than me and Zenin, we weren't any way correlated with any mm. of the families. So, for example, um, Ellie, who plays Amy, we're the same age. You know, we're in the same school year, we're the same age. I mean, we talk all the time now, but up until a couple of years ago to, you know, like the skin lighting storyline because um, Amy and Astra were best friends. Mm. Other than that, we hadn't really spoken because we were never in at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. it was nice to, now, like now, it's so nice to think that I do have friends at work rather than just going to work and coming home and not having, you know, them two separate little groups and stuff. Mm, mm. Yeah, we'll get on and talk about some of the more recent stories in a minute. But before we move on from that, I just wondered whether there are any particular moments or, you know, scenes or stories from your earlier days on Coronation Street that particularly stand out in your memory. You know, I would say, like I said, we weren't really involved. No. But the thing that we were involved in most is, is obviously Sunita's death. Mm. Um, but I would... The, th- the thing that will always, always stick by me is my very first day. So when, when we started filming, we weren't even on the street. We was on location mm. because at the time, Sunita had a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, was he called Mark? I don't know. So, so just some <laughs> random guy, anyway. Um, and so we was at someone's house. Like, we were filming at someone's house being their house. Yeah. Um, and I never forget, so obviously on location, you have, like, security and stuff, but we blocked off the whole street mm. and Jimmy just took me and Zenon and just went to the park and everyone was like where where are the kids <laughs> you know because at this time our parents were taking us because we'd only just started yeah like trying to get us used to it, trying to get everyone everyone into the situation everyone was like where are the kids <laughs> and you were six and we, oh yeah we were six we were six and I'm, I think I'm I'm in a school year above Zenon yeah he was five. And we're thinking, where are the Where have he got? And it's just Jimmy just sold and took us to the park on the street so because funny. he can. You know, and I'll never forget. I'll never, ever, ever forget that. And that will be a story that I will continuously tell to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Zen, I mean, obviously, a couple of years ago, he decided to move on from Curry to focus on his studies. And you, you hear about that quite a lot with some young soap stars. Is there something that like he and you had spoken about much before he decided to leave? And is it anything that you ever considered? Honestly, no, but Zenon has always been the smart one. <laughs> you know, he's always been the the rising star. He's always been very, very intelligent. And mm. we all knew he was he was going to go on to something. We all knew that he was he was going to do something, you mm. know, whether it be open his own business, you know, make a complete new industry for himself. It would definitely be something because his mum has her own business as well. So I feel like it's passed yeah. down a little bit, which is great. Obviously, it, it's fantastic. But yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, because we were so young when we started, we didn't know what we wanted to do, mm. you know, I wanted to be a ballerina, you know, <laughs> I didn't, didn't want to be an actress, <laughs> but obviously as we've grown up, it gets to the point where they're thinking, wow, we've got these kids here, can they actually act? <laughs> what, why, what can they do, yeah. you know, so it was, it was a bit of a, a bit of a something, and which I think is what led on to the skin lightning storyline, mm. you know, yeah. but yeah, no, Zen and he... We didn't really talk about it much, but I knew that I knew that he would he would want to do something else and, mm. and would eventually move on and you know and create something for himself, which which is brilliant. You know, 
wishing the best of luck and he's doing great you know like i say he, i think he's just finished his a levels all right yeah just finished them so i know he'll do a big thing so it, it's great <laughs> and now we've got adam haven't we who i think is fantastic i think he's doing such a good job we love adam you know what as well i knew adam oh yeah previously to before we got the part yeah and i'll never forget i, I walked into um <clears throat> the room where you know i got an email saying we, we think we found the perfect tidy you and Jimmy come in, we see the chemistry mm. with, with the three of you, obviously. Mm. There's only the three of us, that would make sense. Mm. So, uh, I, and as I walked into the room, I just got a surprise. And I looked at him and I was like, oh my God, it's Adam. <laughs> what are you, oh my God, oh my God, you, no. That's and lovely. I went, to, I went to college with him. So he he's either one or two years above me. Mm. But when I went to college, yeah, it must be, definitely must be one year, but yeah, one year older than me. So... In college, I would see him, and there was a lot of people in my year that were older than me as well. Mm. Um, like they must know level two of something, once level three. So he hung hung around with like a few people in my year, and I was like, "This is crazy! Like, why? Why are you here?" And he was like, "Yeah, they asked me," and I was like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And he was like, "Oh, I didn't want to. I wanted to be surprised." <laughs> but no, it was a great. Honestly, Adam is brilliant. He's fantastic, and he's done other things as well, mm. which I'm sure you might know about. Mm. Um, but no, he's bril- he's brilliant. He's such a lovely guy. Was it was it a bit weird having like a new brother in the scenes? In, to be fair, in in the most recent years, Addie and Asher weren't really a, a twin. Like they weren't really in scenes together anymore. Yeah, yeah. You had you were mostly had scenes with um, you know, Amy and Summer, I yeah, suppose, didn't yeah, you? They, yeah, and it, like with the skin lightning, it, it was a lot of you know Asher and Dev, you know, father daughter mm. scene. But I genuinely. I don't even think I worked with Zenon mm. in the in, in Lightning storylines. Uh, but then obviously when Adam came in, you know, we, we've had quite a lot together. I mean, obviously with, with the recent storyline as well. Yeah. And the second storyline. But yeah, no, it, it's been really nice. You know, it's like the fact that I knew him already, it, it made it a lot better for me yeah. to try and, you know, help him and yeah. him help me as well because he's so brill. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Well, let, let's chat about the skin lightening story then. Um, how, how did you feel when you heard this was coming up and you'd you know, be getting your first real moment in the spotlight? So at the time, I think I was either 15 or 16. So obviously they, they was like, you know, let's come for a meeting and we've got to go over something, bring your parents and stuff. And, and it, was, it, it, was, it was great about it. You know, it was a question of, do you, are you comfortable with this? Obviously, the reason... I was one of the candidates is because I'm a girl of colour, obviously. <laughs> um, so, you know, like, don't take any offence and stuff like that, mm. which obviously is great, you know, it, it's great that they, they think so so deeply and care so much about it. Um, yeah, when, when I got it, it I was I just felt so privileged, you know, I felt so, so honoured that, that the fact that they chose me to, to do this storyline. And I think because it's something that's not really spoken about, that just amplified that. You know, because even people at work, like when they was asking me about it, it was, um, I was like, you didn't even know about it. You can walk up the street, go into Manchester Irondale, and there's 10 shops that all sell skin lightning bleach. Mm. Now, it's so common, it's unreal. So I think that really added, obviously, to it, like knowing that hopefully so many people will be educated on, on the situation because it's just so, so common, it's unreal. Yeah, I mean, I, I hold my hands up. I didn't know about it either, but I mean, that's one of the great things about soaps, isn't it? They shine a light on some of these issues. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. I think it just made it that much better at the fact that it was doing so much at the same time, not only for me and my career, mm. 
but it was genuinely educating so many people. Yeah. Did you um did you work with any charities or anybody to to get to get it going? Yeah, we worked with the British Skin Foundation, mm. um, and a lovely lady came in, um, and she she spoke to us. I think she I think she was part of like a part organizer. She she wasn't someone who who had gone through it herself. Um, some, I don't want to share her name just in case she's not comfortable with sure. that. Um, but yeah, no, she came in and she just let me ask a lot of questions. Mm. Obviously, I, I didn't really I knew about knew of it, but I, I wasn't I didn't know too much about it. So she just let me throw all these questions that I had at her that which Google unfortunately didn't answer for me. <laughs> but it, it was great to have that time to be able to really you know sink my teeth into it and really really get to know everything about it because mm. like i said you even with stuff like tone of voice you've got to be so careful with how you say stuff the way it comes across you know you just don't, you just want it to be perfect yeah yeah did you feel a big sense of responsibility for representing the young female asian community on the show 100 percent, 100 percent, and that just led me even more they drove me even more to make sure everything was perfect you know i was going over it all the time i was speaking to script writers all the time i was speaking to you know the cast all the time um constant i mean when it when it's your first storyline you're obviously questioning a lot yeah i mean because i hadn't been cast for the role like i said I've, I've grown up into it it was a question to myself of can i actually do this you know like they're not only testing me but i'm testing myself because i don't know mm. You know, but I mean, luckily they liked what they got, so. <laughs> I think a lot of your viewers were like really, really pleasantly surprised with how it turned out. I mean, what did you make of their reaction to the story and your more prominent role? You know, I didn't get one. At, well, I'm a comment reader. <laughs> I'm an idiot, basically. <laughs> and I am. I do read the comments. And I think it's purely because, because I self-criticise so much and it's just it's just a thing you know we all have our, yeah. our things that we do and personally i didn't get one bad comment you know there'll be something stupid about my eyebrow or something but other than that you know it wasn't it wasn't anything about me acting or anything like that so it just you know it made me be just realizing that i, I was hoping that i did the job that i was supposed to do mm. so when i was getting all the review like the reviews the, the comments and the replies you know, it just it, it it made it ten times better. It was great. That's great. Do, I mean, quite often with these stories, you hear about actors being contacted by people to share their own stories about going through similar similar situations. Did this happen to you? Yes, and I was so shocked when I got all these like uh, like direct message requests and stuff because um, I, I wasn't obviously following all these people mm. that had messaged me. And some of the messages that I got, it was unreal because so many people don't feel like they have a place. And when they see something they can relate to, all they want to do is let it out. Yeah. You know, they finally found a comfort in something or someone or, or like a show and they'll just let it out mm. and completely let loose. And it was so sad as well, you know, like reading some things that some people have been through. It was honestly heartbreaking. But, you know, all, all you can do is, is give, like, give advice like on the, on the website and stuff on like ITV Hub and whatnot. But other than that, and then you get some really lovely ones as well, you know, like I used to do it and I realised, like, my true beauty was inside, you know, things like that. And it's amazing to to read that and know that someone's overcome it. Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. Um, the, the thing that will always, um, that I'll always remember from that story is that scene where you hold the torn photo up to your face. 
that, that's I mean did that feel like a big scene when you were doing it because everyone that loved like, that scene that felt like the biggest scene I remember talking to Vicky the director who, who directed that block mm. and we spoke so much up like spoke so much about it and that was it was the big scene that we was looking that we was living up to and that we was looking forward to film mm. and do you know what I love as well that it's been compared but no not compared but it's been put aside to Nina and you know uh, yeah. um, the other night when Nina was like taking all her makeup off and looking at herself in the mirror and thinking mm. she's not enough she's wrong she shouldn't she shouldn't be, look like the way she should look and it really did, like someone compared it on Twitter and uh, and I like re- retweeted it and stuff and it just really made me think you know that storyline was a long time ago and the fact that somebody's picked up on that and gone back to that to then compare it to something that's happening now mm. it just makes it all just come together doesn't it it just makes everything just you just feel so much better about everything it's it's amazing feeling great I, mean, I think I think by the end of this story, the character of Asha had been really well established. We could kind of see how elements of her insecurities have sparked off into other stories since, like the sexting story last year, everything that's been going on with Corey this year. How would you describe the personality of the person Asha has grown to become? And are you happy with the way that the show's going with the character? You know what? I feel like since the Skin Lighting storyline, I'm learning who she is just as you all are, mm. like, everyone is learning how she is. You know, she didn't really have, she didn't have a personality before. It was just, you know, the twins. It was just Dev's kids. Yeah, it was, yeah. it wasn't her own person. So, like, I mean, the skin lightning and the sexting, it really, re- I think it really matured her. You know, she she's so young. And uh, uh, what people tend to forget is that kids do go through this. Whether they tell the parents or not, they do go through this mm. and everyone's saying, oh, it's so dramatic that she's going through so much in her entire life. But this is years, like, this is her growing up. This is her finding herself. So much more goes on in the real world, mm. you know? So, so much more. I can say in my life so much more has happened, you know? But it's, they've really made her something. And I think everyone knows that deep down she's such a sweet character and she just wants to help. You know, she... I mean, like this storyline, she truly believed that, you know, like she was, she was sticking up for him. She wanted to give him an alibi. Mm. She, she was there for him, and that's the caring side of her. That's the sweet side of her because she truly believes that. And mm. what else can you do? Even, like, even though he's been so vile to her time and time again over the past few years, she just keeps going back to him. You know what it is? I feel like it, it, the attention that he gives her, you know. Even though he's so horrible to her, there must be some nice things going on. And, and me and Max were actually talking about this a few weeks ago when we were filming all the flat scenes for, for what's coming out right mm. now. And we were saying how there must be something nice between them. And I wish that everyone could see that. And they showed that a little bit when we first moved in together. But there is something nice behind him. You know, there is something there. And that is why she does keep going back. And I think no matter how horrible he's been, He's that one person that has given the attention. Mm. He's the one person that has gone back and tried to fight in his own little weird way. But he has. Do you know, do you know what yeah. I mean? But do you think he's got any remorse for what he's done to Seb? Or is he just you know, trying to save his own skin? I think he's trying to save his own skin first. Mm. You know, I think he... I think the first thing that comes to mind is, 
you know, he's trying to make a career. Why would you do that if you're going to make a career? <laughs> but whatever. You know, it's like he's, he's trying to completely save his own skin. He doesn't want to get in trouble. He doesn't, he doesn't want to go to jail. He doesn't want to do any of this. But I think I think eventually it will kick in, 100%. I, mm. I do genuinely think it's something that everyone would feel, obviously. But no, I, I do think, because there is a caring side to it. I, I, like, as Tanisha, I do genuinely believe there is. But that does not justify anything he's done. No, I should hope not. Absolutely not. What, what do you think we should see in terms of comeuppance for Corey at the end of this story? Prison or death, that's, I mean, that's the two <laughs> usual <laughs> options, isn't it, for soap baddies? He just needs to go away. <laughs> yeah. He just needs to go away. Well, I don't want him to go because I love working with Max. But Corey just needs to go away. Can he plays the Max bad guy so well, doesn't he, Max? He really, really does. He's proper intimidating. Him, yeah, and watching him switch, you know, from before action to after action, it's crazy because mm. he's honestly brilliant. So, so brilliant. Like, I don't, like, you know what? <laughs> just it's no it's great i do love working with him and we had so many long days i bet you know we had so so many long days and but it was always fun I, i'm happy to say that it was fun mm. it was nice <laughs> how long ago did you know that the story would be leading up to the death of or the, well, the hate crime attack and the death of seb you know what i haven't known that long oh. and everyone was asking me and i'm genuinely thinking that don't know like I, I don't know yeah i'm afraid and um yeah it was probably literally maybe a couple of weeks before it was filmed wow because i was thinking why are you on night shoots why what what are you doing there and they're like yeah but we're f- filming the death and i was like oh <laughs> all right you go in what <laughs> yeah no we I feel like things like that because obviously it was such a shock like like them sort of spoilers weren't leaked at all mm. it would be wanted to keep it as secret as possible mm. like, as possible so yeah. i feel like literally nobody knew except from them <laughs> yeah well it's always great when cory does that isn't it because i went into the friday episode um no the wednesday episode sorry thinking i know that something's gonna happen but i don't know whether seb's gonna survive or not but yeah it was great that they were able to keep it a secret yeah, it's always that 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 was being questioned, wasn't it? Because yeah. I think everyone originally thought it was going to be Nina. You know, obviously it it was based off off Sophie Lancaster, mm. which I know that her mum worked really close yeah. with with Coronation Street for that. But I think because everyone thought it was going to be her when it eventually did happen, it was such a shock. You know, it was such such a shock. But I mean, that's it. It's something, isn't it? I think with it being Seb, it, because physically Nina was worse than him. So with it being Seb, it just added mm. the weight that a little bit more. Do you, do you understand yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And there's also the other the other part of this story is Kelly, isn't there? Now she's proven herself to be a real nasty piece of work at times during the sexing storyline, during this one. But we've also seen a more vulnerable side to her come out, as, uh, come out as well. But then I don't know whether it's just because she's scared of what's going to happen to her or whether she's remorseful. I mean, do you think that somebody like Kelly can be redeemed? Should she be redeemed? Because... We don't know exactly what she did, but we know that she was involved. Yeah, she was definitely involved somewhere. <clears throat> and I think, I mean, I mean, she had such a, an awful upbringing, hasn't she? Mm. And mum throwing herself back into the mix didn't help. But I mean, I feel like she, she really does struggle right from wrong. I mean, but she knows it was wrong. And me as Tanisha, the fact that, you know, she went to see Corey and they was talking and it was, 
shut up, stay quiet. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> and then he did her over and went and give, give a statement. And now she's like, oh, 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 now I need to tell the truth. You know, she just said to tell the truth from the start. Yeah. And I think because she got pushed and pushed and pushed, and all she could do then was give in. You know, I feel like she... I feel like she she was sad about it. Obviously, that's not what she wanted to happen. Mm. But I think I think Kay might be a bit of a people follower as well. You know, maybe a little bit of a sheep. Yeah. Because like in the Sex and storyline, she did that for attention, like pure attention. Mm. Um, and then with this, you know, they have to they egged her on to slap Nina. Mm. You know, it was just oh yeah, do it, do it, and then you could see it in the face that she didn't want to do it, but it was oh, 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 ah okay, let's go sort mm. of thing. So I feel like she, she's a bit of a people pleaser. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Nina then, I mean, this is a, the lingering thing, isn't it? You you and her, well, Asha and Nina de- developed a lovely friendship last year, but then that accelerated into something a little bit more, a bit more romantic this year, didn't it? I mean, what did you think when you first heard that there's, the story would be exploring Asha's sexuality? I think, you know, <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know, when... When it was the sex in storyline, Nina was there for so so much, and you know she she come round, you know that beautiful, oh, that beautiful, beautiful picture she drew of her. Yeah. Wow, that was so, I've got that. I, I was like, can I can I take that home? <laughs> it's on it. It was off my dressing room where we had our own dressing rooms, <laughs> but um, no, it was stunning, and I think the friendship was absolutely brilliant. Mm. I. I I loved, I absolutely adored Nina and Asha's friendship. It really, really made me happy because she really needed that person, you know, and she really, really needed <clears throat> the support and the build for her self-esteem. And Nina's so strong and she's so powerful and she's so sassy and feisty and that's exactly what she needed. Mm. And I think then when they started to explore a bit more, you know, I was, I, I was, I must admit, I was a little bit, is this the right way to go? You know, is we've got such a nice friendship. Is it? Is it? You know. Mm. But then the scenes that we had, because they were so beautifully written, they were. It made everything. It made, it made everything fit together, and it was lovely. It really, really was. But Asha's not just just not mature enough for that just yet. <laughs> not yet. I mean, it was funny seeing you know a developing romance story. You know, in these times, I mean, were, were there challenges playing out a romance story whilst also having social distancing? completely missed and it's the mm. element that we really really needed just to you know just to put the glue there yeah just something Be- because for example the kiss that we had no one realized it was a kiss mm. because you, like, you can't move closer towards each other yes. a bit of green screen and then and then you know like nobody realized it was a kiss yeah and like when i was reading comments of that and i was just thinking <laughs> all that all of that it took so long to film did it so so long to film it was unreal and i'm just thinking after all that people don't even think we kissed mm. because we couldn't like because of the social dislike anything we couldn't hug no like so it, it's it's a little bit of a downfall but i mean what can you do There's exactly i mean curry's doing such a great job of you know keeping on going and you know still churning yeah. out all these fantastic episodes every week 
despite all the <laughs> challenges that you're going through. I mean, it's they're doing great. Do you, do you yeah. think that Asher and Nina might reconcile at some point in the future? Is that where this might be leading? You know what? I think I feel like right now, you know, she she's trying so hard just to be there for her because she's already made so many mistakes. Mm. Like like with Corey, and then she goes to the hospital, giving it the. Are you proud of me? I didn't actually lie yeah. to the police. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously, she's got a right to be absolutely seething with her. But I mean, you know, Ashley really wants to be there just to support her now. She just really wants to be there as a shoulder to cry on anything she needs. She just wants to be there. Mm. And right now, is not the right time for that. No. I mean, her boyfriend's just died, and yeah. her boyfriend did it. You know, like he was involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll see what the future has in store for them then. I mean, but what about you? Where, where would you? I mean, do you have any like hopes and dreams for Asha as she moves into adulthood? Anywhere where you'd like to see the character going down? You know, Asha's a very very smart girl, mm. and I would love to see her just genuinely happy with everything. I would just, I'd love to see her, um, the relationship be nice with Dev. You know, I'd really love to see them all come together as a family again. Mm. And I would just love, love, love to see her, whether it be education or starting something or like just doing anything, creating something of her own, mm. just to be able to put her name on it and to be able to say, I've been through all that. I'm doing. This is what I'm doing with my life. I'd mm. love to just to see her succeed in anything she wants to do. Yeah, it seems that she's not too keen to you know be behind the counter at the corner shop all her life, is she? Is she? <laughs> No, I feel like in her heart she wants a little bit more than that. But yeah. she's happy to help. <laughs> and what about you? Are you keen to stay in the show long term or have you got other ambitions to you know turn your hand to playing other roles at some point in the future? I will leave when they kick me out. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's nothing to not love. I love going to work. There is absolutely nothing. I mean, it, it, honestly, there, there, there is nothing bad that I could say and... If, if I was to leave to do something else, I would only do that if I could come back. Yeah. Like, genuinely, I, I'm so comfortable and I'm so happy where I am. It would take a lot for me to, to leave. Sure. Well, obviously, on, on, if they kick me out, that's different. But it would take a lot for me to, to want to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully they won't because you you've had this... As, like I said at the beginning of the interview, a renaissance of, of the Allahans the last few years. I mean, you've been fantastic. You've taken a lot of people by surprise. Everybody loves Asha, and I, and I think that your character could have a really, really bright future. So I think they'd be pretty crazy to, to want to get rid of you at the moment, to be fair. Thank you. Can I get that in writing? Oh yeah, I'll, t- I'll email you. Yeah. <laughs> thank I'll you so. Okay, thank you so much for coming on to the, uh, the the podcast today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you, Tanisha, and finding a bit more about what makes you tick and your you know your history on the show. It's been really really lovely. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's been great having a conversation with you about it all. Good, yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic. Well, I'll let you get on with the rest of your evening then. Thank you so thank much. You. Yeah, Cheers. thank you. Have a great week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. There we go. Thank well you. Well done. Oh, that Good was... Good job, you both. Well done. That was oh, really we had good such a lovely chat. I didn't think we'd be talking so long. It was wonderful, though. We could have... It felt like we could have chatted for ages. She was so, so lovely and friendly. I, I, I hope that that all came across in the interview and everyone enjoyed it because she was just really, really, really nice person. Well, our Patreon listeners who get to preview the um, interviews before they air 
to everybody else all seemed to have enjoyed it and thought that she was lovely so I'm sure everybody else will. yeah I mean, I've I've never I don't think I've ever seen an interview with her before either I don't know whether she's she's done many or whether it's just been on things that I haven't seen but um yeah, I just feel like I really, yeah, I've got a good idea of what Tanisha was like as a person and how... Um, <laughs> you always sound surprised when you have an interview. Like, I've learned so, about them. They were so nice. So I don't think anyone's going to do an interview horrible. with you where they're like, how dare you ask me that, you <laughs> peasant. No, she's just very free and, and, and you know, easy and we're open to um, answer anything, really. And, um, yeah, she's just so so friendly and, and, the, and her passion for the show and how she's kind of you know made the decision to to stick with it and uh and learn about coronation street and um yeah just give awesome. it her all really yeah that's um, really, cool. really really nice to see so um i hope that they do keep her on for a long time because she's a proper proper rising really star great, isn't she really great uh, actress and a very fascinating character yes absolutely is mm-hmm. so um that's it everybody thank you for for listening. for listening um, to the bonus episode don't forget yeah, don't, we did a whole other one yeah and also don't forget as I my brush should have mentioned at the beginning if you want to actually watch this interview you can watch it it's on YouTube as well because we video chatted this um, so yeah if you want to see it and you've got this far go and, Sorry. Go and listen to it again maybe yeah. but with pictures you don't have to imagine it this time it's that great yeah. go on do it do it um, right that's it then. that's it you give us a, an email or a tweet or a Facebook message if you've got any feedback Street on this. Conversation the name of the show that you're listening to. And um, put a tweet out to Tanisha saying how lovely yes, she was. Yes, please do. That would be really nice. And um, also, why don't you tweet your favourite Coronation Street celebrity and try to get them to come on the show with us? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> believe it or not, we do try to ask people uh, who don't appear on the show. <laughs> we don't sometimes do, but, you know, we, we get the we get the creme de la creme, don't we, on this podcast. That we go. <laughs> right, that's it. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. Hurrah. Bye. Bye. The music for this podcast came from podcastthemes.com. Mm-hmm.